Enjoying these episodes? Give us a shout out on social at Built On Air. We'd love to hear your comments and suggestions. So drop us a like and be sure to subscribe to catch new episodes when they release. It helps us keep the podcast going. Welcome to Built On Air, a podcast and video series about all things Airtable. In this episode, we're joined by the co-founders of Sync Inc., Eric Goldman and Anthony Akamazo. Sync Inc. is a platform which lets users sync their Airtable base to a Postgres database to permit querying data using SQL or SQL. Eric and Anthony walk us through their journey as business partners solving problems from a waffle shortage at USC to one of Airtable's key limitations, external querying. Born from the challenges brought about during their work founding Altogether LA, a nonprofit helping the community of Los Angeles organize resources in response to the 2020 COVID pandemic, Sync Inc. allows data to be accessed programmatically by an even wider range of other services via a real-time synchronization. Eric and Anthony demo the product for us, showing how you can set up your Airtable to Sync Inc. connection in under two minutes. Hello, Anthony and Eric, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having us. So before we get started, I'm just going to get this out of the way. All three of us are Trojans, USC. Yes, indeed. (laughs) And it is relevant to the conversation, I promise. So you two both met at USC, correct? Yeah, we moved in across the hall from each other. On the first day we met and we became really close friends. And that's how our story began. That's how we first met each other. Awesome. And you started a company together. My well, friends first, weren't that productive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the first company we started was actually at USC. We started a waffle company to sell waffles. And it was fantastic. It was really fun. And I think we learned that we were really great friends, but also good at building things together. And then a decade later, we came back together to build for Airtable. So it's been a funny genesis and a story from there. I'm curious if you've learned anything from your waffle business that ended up being carried over into your current business venture, which we'll get to, but I'm curious about these waffles. Well, I think the most important thing about a business is it solves a problem for somebody. And the problem we were solving at USC with our waffles was helping hungry college students get their food while they were going out at night when all they had was a credit card because no major food locations had a credit card processor and we were one of the first people to get a square. And so when we came together to build this business, we were really looking for a really clear problem, like something that people wanted to do and just couldn't readily do it. And so I think finding a good problem is a really important part of building a good company. And the second thing I would say is make sure you work with people you really enjoy. And Anthony and I really enjoy each other. So that's kind of two good things when you're starting to build a project or work in a business, I think. Sounds like it. So Anthony, how would you say you went from USC making waffles with your friend to current day helping people utilize Airtable I guess more efficiently or more, we'll get to it, but I, I want I want the trajectory of waffles to Airtable. Yeah, I mean, I, I learned pretty quickly at USC that um, I just am not the best cook, you know, not the best with batter. Eric was our, was our batter master. 
Um, I was just, you know, operating the square and in, in, in charge of kind of taking the transactions. So when I graduated from USC, I worked at If This Then That, which is a company that helps people connect internet utilities using the phrase, if this, then that. So if I am tagged in a photo on Facebook, then upload it to my Dropbox, or if it's going to rain tomorrow, then turn my, my hue lights purple. And that really kind of almost overexposed me to the wide world of APIs, which is how services and computers move information between each other. So I've been in this world for, for many years now as a developer. And uh, when Eric and I you know, teamed up to, to cook on our, our next project in software, we were playing a lot with Airtable and, and that's kind of what led to, to Sync Inc, our company. Cool. We talk about Zapier and Integramat and Parabola a lot on this podcast, but we, I don't think we've mentioned if this, then that before, which is odd because that was the first of that type of service that I had ever used where you're connecting these two disparate, sometimes more than two disparate websites or services. And in if this, then that's case, sometimes like physical objects, like you're saying, like the light bulbs in your house to each other that don't have direct connections and just another great option. I use it in my everyday life. So it's cool that you're yeah. Yeah, if uh, was the pioneer in the, the field and you know, it's very focused on consumers and hardware devices. Um, and so you'll typically find it seen on like you know, boxes for smart lights or for plugs. And then it seems like Zapier and Integromat um, are more focused on those you know, business use cases. And that's probably why a lot of Airtable users tend to have heard of those. Now I'm a little curious. I wonder if there's a use case for connecting your light bulbs to an air table somehow. And I'm sure someone does, and I'll be thinking of it for the rest of this recording. <laughs> yes. Someone is using Airtable to track how long their hue lights are on, for sure. I believe there's they're out there. <laughs> uh, I was at, if this and that, we actually used, this uh, is kind of funny, but we used Google Sheets integration. So just kind of like, Airtable to just track statistics on our, our bathroom usage, like how often it was occupied, when it was available. And we did some kind of fun data crunching at the end of the year. So I can only imagine all the hardware data being piped into Airtable right now. Yeah. I think the first, before I had, before I had made my transition to Airtable, I think I was using Google Sheets to track the minutia of my life down to hair growth because I was growing out my hair. It's a bad episode to mention it because I'm wearing head wrap, but nevertheless, so you two went to school together, uh, became friends, became business partners, and then went about your, your, your lives and then came back together later, coming up with this shared idea. Eric, you said, what is the next problem that you want to solve? And at that point, you were already familiar with Airtable? Yeah, so I remember vividly using Airtable to plan my wedding's like guest list. That was a couple of years ago, and that's when I really started using Airtable as like an actual tool for myself and kind of realizing that 
it had the power to really kind of blend the ease of use of a spreadsheet, which I was really familiar with, with formulas. I studied economics. So, you know, V lookups were my, the name of my game, but being able to really easily do those lookups and my wife was happy to use Airtable and she never wants to use a VLOOKUP in her life. And so I realized it was a really easy to approach tool and, and really nice. And as Anthony and I started coming back together after our careers kind of reconverged, we would use Airtable for projects here and there. But it wasn't until actually earlier this year when the pandemic started in March that we really started using Airtable in a big way. And that was when Anthony and I began to see that all of our community was going into lockdown and we wanted to find a way to help. And we kind of put our business ambitions on hold for a little bit to kind of take in the moment and try to think, what could we do for our community? And so we teamed up with some other really great individuals and started a nonprofit called All Together LA. And we built the entire operations of that nonprofit on Airtable. And what we did in Airtable was we connected Airtable to Twilio so that anyone vulnerable in our community could call in and a hotline would pick up and it would you know, take in their information and what they needed done. And then it would automatically put that into Airtable. And then we would use Airtable with a bunch of other volunteers to actually match up people in need with a neighbor that could help. And Airtable was an amazing organization. They gave us a completely free access to their, their pro account, which has been so amazing because we have tons of volunteers that use it every day. And I think at that point, we began to really use Airtable in a big way. And being developers, we wanted to build more, right? We had connected Twilio, but now we wanted to see if we could pull data out of it and build on top of it and make our operations more efficient. And that was when we began to really think about, huh, Airtable's just beginning to work with developers. What could we, what could we begin to do here? And that's kind of when Airtable became a big focus for us for our business. Makes sense. And what a great first use case, uh, um, helping the uh, just the community of Los Angeles, like so many cities, which were pretty hard hit by, you know, the epidemic, which is still kind of going on at the, the time of this recording. So thank you, as a as a fellow Angelino, thank you. Um, At least we could do, yeah. So you have some background in developing the both of you yourselves, and some idea of uh, the things that you want to grow your nonprofit into, and um, you see the potential of Airtable, but see some limitations as well. How do you go about? making the decision of we're going to build that tool ourselves. Hmm. Yeah, it's so specifically, we wanted to start writing software that could access our, our Airtable data. And, you know, Airtable is great, as Eric mentioned, for getting up and running. And it was great because our non-technical volunteers could use Airtable and manipulate data in Airtable. But if we wanted to programmatically access data in Airtable, it's just a little bit more limited. For developers, they might be familiar with the Airtable API. Um, and for those that aren't familiar with an API, it's kind of like this non-native way to, to access and program with data. And you know, this is a, a challenge that so many 
APIs and, and platforms have. Having worked at If This Then That, I have a ton of exposure to all kinds of APIs and, and the pitfalls of, of working with them. For developers, they'll be familiar when I throw out terms like request limits and pagination and sorting and filtering. And so while Airtable is basically a database, as a developer, you can't quite use it like one. And we, that's what we really wanted to do. We wanted the best of both worlds. We wanted a super easy to use database that for our non-developers and one that was also easy to use for our developers. And so that was a problem that we felt like we were having. And as we sort of searched the community forums and, and talked to other Airtable Power users, we discovered that we weren't the only ones that were kind of missing some of these, this developer friendliness. Makes sense. I am more familiar with the custom apps API than their standard REST API, which I think is generally agreed upon it to be more flexible because you can use it in other things, whereas custom apps API, like I'm familiar with, can only be used within Airtable. So I'm a little bit less familiar, but I am aware of certain restrictions like pagination and requests, which means you can only ask Airtable's API to do so many things within a certain amount of time frame. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe, yeah, that's exactly right. Airtables, they have these great primitives for building within the Airtable ecosystem. But if you want to build on top of your Airtable data outside of, of that ecosystem, you're, you're much more limited. And this is common amongst APIs. Um, but we, again, we wanted the best of, of both worlds there. And again, if you're not using a tool like If This Then That or Zapier or Integromat or Parabola, but you want to incorporate your Airtable data into something else that isn't Airtable, you're going to be using the API. So now you have this, this idea and you're committed to building a tool that expands upon Airtable through the use of Airtable's API. One of Airtable's strengths is the user friendliness of its interface. It's one thing to add functionality onto Airtable, but how do you make sure that what you're building is also user-friendly enough that people used to Airtable will now be you know, easily transitioned into your tool? Yeah, we, that's, that's one of the great things about working with Airtable is they set such a high bar. So it really pushed us to try to make our onboarding experience as easy as possible. Um, and so it is geared for developers. So if you're not a developer, you know, the onboarding process might be a bit confusing, but thanks to Airtable's kind of push for simplicity and, and you know, clarity, um, we think our onboarding process matches that. And it takes developers just 60 seconds to go through and they'll, um, they'll be all set up and, and working in a, a language that they, they understand, which is SQL. And just in case for our viewers who are not power users, let's go through just a little bit crash course. What is SQL? Absolutely. So yeah, I, I think I should uh, make it really clear what we, what we do. So developers log on to our service and they connect us to Airtable and we create a database 
that follows their Airtable data. So anytime they update their data in Airtable, their data and their database is updated in real time. And the database is just like a spreadsheet. It looks just like you know an, an Airtable table might, except it's you know something that a program can easily talk to. It's something that developers can can easily work with. And SQL is the language that you use to talk to that database. So you can ask your database questions like, you know, hey, how much how much sales have we had over the past week? Or you know, what's been the most popular shirt color that our customers have ordered? You can code these questions into um, this language, SQL, which has been around for almost 50 years now, and your database will give you back the response to that question. So it's this common language or, or format that developers use to both represent data and ask questions of their data. Got it. So Airtable is, I think oftentimes, I think they describe themselves as a the middleman between a series of spreadsheets and a relational database. And what your tool does essentially is just a database, a straight up database. And as you've said, very well put in layman's terms saying, what is blank? And then getting that answer, just asking a series of questions. It's much easier using the tool you guys have made to make reports and really analyze data that you're getting fed from your table. Got yep, it. That's right. Great. Let's take a look. Okay. So as Anthony just said, Sync Inc. is the easiest way to turn your Airtable base into a Postgres database so that you can query it with SQL. And let me show you how it works. So this is Sync Inc. You're looking at our dashboard. But let's say I wanted to take a really standard Airtable base. This is just the customer success management template from Airtable. It's a fantastic template. And I wanted to turn this base into a Postgres database so my developers could build on it or I could integrate it with other tools that work with Postgres. Let me show you how you would do that. So I come over to Stink Inc and I click add a base. I'm gonna give it a name, I'll just call it customer success. And then you're gonna to need to enter your API key. Everybody on Airtable has an API key. We have a nice little tutorial here that shows you exactly where to get your API key. I already know my API key, so I'm just gonna put it in. And we are then gonna show you all the bases in your workspace. So you just select the base. I wanna do that customer success management one. And then we're gonna show you all your tables. So you just select all your tables. And then you just click create. So what SyncInc is doing right now is it's reaching out to Airtable, it's connecting to that Airtable base, and it's going to begin to spin up a database and sync all your data into that database. So almost instantaneously, we actually give you the credentials to a database. So what's on this screen right now is all the information I need to connect to the database that SyncInc just created for me. So let me show you first how a developer would connect to this database. And then I'll show you a couple ways that you can use this database for all sorts of tools that you might already use. So for a developer, they'll see this connection URL, which is a really standard way of connecting to a database. They'll also see at the bottom of this connection window, the actual core credentials for their database, because we just put all of your Airtable data 
into an Amazon Web Services database in the cloud. So you need to be able to connect to it. So to connect to it, I'm just gonna actually copy this connection URL. And then a Postgres database is a very standard tool for developers. It's one of the most used relational databases in the world. So any standard SQL connector can work with it. One that I really like using is a tool called Table Plus. So I'm gonna open up Table Plus and I'm going to click to add a new connection. It's this little button on the bottom. And I'm gonna import my database from a URL. So I'm just gonna paste in that URL that I just got from Sync Inc. I'm gonna give it a name, customer success. Then I'm gonna connect and voila, we've just connected to a database. And when you click into it, you'll actually see that we've actually completed the sync. We've actually taken all the data that's in your Airtable base and put it into this database. And just to show you that it is in real time, let me go back to my database here, or sorry, my Airtable base. And let's say I, I add a new meeting here. So I'll click in, I'll assign an account here. I'll give it a status um, onboarding. That can be none, I'll give it a date. And so that should be enough information to create a new meeting. So I created a new meeting. If I go back to my database and I just kind of refresh the field, you'll see there's the meeting that I just created. So what's really powerful about Sync Inc is we not only put all of your data into a database, but we maintain the sync in real time. So it's as you make changes to your Airtable base, your database instantly updates. And the second thing that's really powerful about it is we allow you the best of both worlds. You can keep making all the changes you wanna make in Airtable. Any user can go in and add columns, they can change fields, they can add tables, they can delete things. All the flexibility that makes Airtable so powerful for your organization is still completely available to you. And we make it work for developers so they can still access that data without everything breaking because someone deleted a column. So developers can then use a tool like SQL to really quickly play with their data and access it in a completely standard way. They don't need to learn the Airtable API. They can just begin to work with all the data instantly. But if you're not a developer, there's a couple really cool things you can do that are made possible because we give you a Postgres database. So a lot of platforms don't yet support Airtable as a first, first class connection, because as we mentioned there, Airtable, the Airtable API is kind of nuanced, it's unique. Airtable is a unique platform. So a lot of those platforms already support Postgres though as a first class connector. So one of those platforms is a tool called Retool. Um, I'm not sure if you've ever used Retool, Camille, but it's a great platform for building on and they don't support Airtable as a first, first class connector yet, but you can connect to your Postgres database and really quickly build a, a nice tool on top of your data. So here, this is the exact same base, but when I go in, I can now kind of search all my accounts here in Retool and I can select one and I can kind of see all this different information about what's going on in my Airtable base. But I was able to build this tool in a platform that doesn't yet support Airtable natively because I can connect to it just using Postgres. Or another really common thing that our customers are doing right now is they're using it for business intelligence purposes. So Airtable has some amazing tools with the apps and I still think of them as blocks, but as apps 
to kind of build different visualizations and graphs and to kind of show off the data of your table. But it's a little bit limited if you want to share that dashboard to a bunch of other people or if you want to integrate some different data that might not be in Airtable yet. So a lot of our customers are actually using our syncing database to connect right to something like Data Studio. So with Data Studio, this can take the exact same data that we just had from our Airtable base. I can connect it and keep it in sync with Google Data Studio in real time with syncing. And I can begin to just show a really nice dashboard that has all sorts of nice little nifty things in it because it's a tool completely built for business intelligence. And so that's how Sync Inc. works. The interface we built in our tools, actually, you're only in here for maybe 60 seconds, as Anthony said, to set it up. And then the rest of your time is spent building on your data. So that's how Sync Inc. works. Awesome. Just off the top of my head, one of the things that I see people want the most is the, the ability to share detailed reports of data that they have stored in Airtable. And Airtable lets you embed blocks into other websites. And of course, you can always print you know, the current view of a block. But at the moment when you're sharing a block, you are also sharing the entirety of the base underneath it. And it kind of exposes not just that table, but the entire base's data. And so using the approach that we just saw, taking, taking your Airtable base, moving it to Sync Inc., and then having that database that's formed from it imported into Google Data Studio, for instance, you can just share the chart. So very useful. Anything exactly. Else? And there's like a billion other tools out there that are specifically designed to make charts. So... Um, not only can you share just the chart itself and not all of your data, but you might be able to create a better chart. Yeah, exactly. One of the things that I think you're calling out, which is really exciting about this, is SQL and building visualizations on data, querying data. It's been a problem for decades, and it's going to be challenging for decades to come. And the power of making Airtable accessible in a standard common language to query that is it just allows Airtable to work with any tool that uses that standard. So to your point, it doesn't need to be Google Data Studio. It can be Looker. It can be Domo, SciSense, all Looker. Yeah, like all of these different BI tools. But it's also any programming language that uses SQL, which is virtually every language under the sun supports SQL. So we think it really just makes Airtable accessible to a lot of developers that have been hungry to build on it. And just we're waiting for maybe a, a, a tool to just make it a bit more accessible. So we're really excited about that. Well, I'm excited too. Um, awesome. I, I have heard of Retool. I haven't um, used it myself, but I do like that people are able to use Airtable data with Retool now using Sync Inc. just because it's, I think, a nice, simple way of creating these um, drill down dashboards um, that let you kind of focus on one parent item, if you will, and then see all of the child records associated with it. It's a really nice service. And now it's possible to use it with Airtable, which is why we haven't used, we haven't talked about it on this podcast before. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't. We we realized after we built uh, Syncing that a couple people in the community were talking about wanting to build on Retool, 
and we retool as perfect support for SQL because one of the things you'll find when you connect your Airtable base with SQL, you can see all of your schema right away. You can see all of the columns. When you're actually creating queries, it does type ahead. So it'll complete the syntax for you so that it's really easy to, you don't have to memorize everything in your base to kind of build what you would like. And the other thing is you can use syncing to connect Airtable to tools that already support SQL and Airtable. So we've been talking to some people that use Integromat and in the actual, they use the Airtable Integromat connector. But when you can connect to your Airtable base using SQL, using a Postgres database, which Integromat already supports, you get actually some really nice benefits in terms of how much quicker you can query your entire base. And so there's some really nice benefits to just being able to access the same data through a SQL database because all of your data is immediately available to the application. Cool. Is it possible to get data by view or by just by table? So right now we pull in your entire table. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a great question. I think we might be able to see views in the future. I don't know, Anthony, do you know? Yeah, if um, right now we just sync all tables, um, that's a really cool product idea for us um, is being able to select views as well and pull those in. So uh, we'll have to call it the Camille feature. Yay. <laughs> Just curious, you know, I'm sure it, it, it's already just, a, just an amazing thing to have in the first place. I was just thinking that sorting records because, because Airtable requires at least one grid view. If you only have that grid view, it's kind of easy to, to think of, oh, that's just the, the order that my data is, but not always. If you're using API, I think, Airtable always puts records in the order in which that they're created, and it's not necessarily affected by that grid view, even if it's the only one. So just, yep. just throwing it out there that, you know. I like it. like it. That's a great suggestion. I'm sure it was already on the docket. I, there's, there's, I'm sure you guys had already considered it. Let's, let's keep building our roadmap right here. <laughs> sure. All right. So, so... Well, you brought it up, docket. So is there, um, this is something that people can go out and sign up for now, correct? Exactly. Yep. Um, and we will, totally of course, free to, to set up and try out. And I invite everyone to, um, if you are a developer or you are in need of a developer and you might be thinking, hey, I, I know I want to connect Airtable to some other thing, you might be, you know, pushing whichever developer you hire to maybe incorporate um, Sync Inc because it might, it might behoove you to. But people can sign up and, and start using it now. Do you have any kind of down the line aside from the new and fabulous Camille feature, which I'm sure will be there eventually, any other kind of like goals that you see for Sync Inc? Yeah, probably the, the most exciting short-term one for people listening is we want to build a native Airtable application. So right now, to use Sync Inc, you come to our website, set up your database, and then you need to have, you know, one of dozens of SQL clients to connect to and query your database in SQL. But with a native Airtable application, you'll actually be able to spin up your Sync Inc database, 
and then begin querying it in SQL without leaving Airtable. Um, so that way uh, you just get SQL power in the same exact view that you're already using Airtable in. So we're very excited about that. And then two others worth mentioning, you know, right now we sync in real time and it's very fast um, for bases that are under a few thousand rows. Once you get up to 10,000 rows plus for some of our bigger um, customers, it can start to lag about a minute or so behind. So we want to do what we can to make that as fast as possible. And then last is this idea of getting data from a database into Airtable. So right now we're taking data from Airtable and putting it into Postgres. But what if your developers have a database they've been working on and now you want to throw that data into Airtable so the rest of the team can, can play with it or, or work with it. So we love Airtable so much. We'd love to see data also go into Airtable as well as out of Airtable. Okay. So establishing a two-way sync. Exactly. That would be cool. Yeah. So we have those ideas for the future. Obviously, what we've seen is already you know, incredible from my, from my opinion, just, just being able to, we, we just saw it. It took, I think two and a half minutes total to sync an Airtable base, you know, start the query and then just start using it somewhere else. So kudos. Um, <laughs> is there, you know, no pressure but this is now the second business venture you guys have gone, gone on amongst yourselves together. You know, any ideas for a third? Oh no, I'm, I'm su super worried you'd mention uh, the waffle business. We forever live in its shadow. You've, uh, <laughs> you've done waffles and Airtable. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, we wanna, we wanna make this Airtable sync work really well. And, and of, of course, we're looking at other platforms possibly uh, next after Airtable. So platforms like you know, Google Sheets come to mind, but we're also thinking about just every API in general for developers getting data out of any service they use, whether it's you know, Zendesk or Twilio or Jira or Stripe, it always requires a lot of legwork. And we think that if we can make it just as simple as we make it for Airtable to get your data into a native database for any API, that would be pretty cool. It would be cool. And as we saw, I think there might've been five button presses. Um, right. It doesn't seem like it could get more simple than that. So I, I, I must commend you both. Congratulations. It's, it's great to hear that from a, an urban planner. That means a lot. And Yay! <laughs> I think um, we were, it was really special to be able to, the Airtable community has been so open to trying it out and um, giving us feedback and asking questions. I think there's something really special about being able to bring this service to Airtable because every everyone is so interested in how we can make the tool better and easier for everyone. So it's it's really fun that there's, that we were able to build this product two weeks ago. And then we were able to meet with you and tell everyone about it in a community that cares. So it's really, really cool. It is cool. We have, we have a great community. Airtables has like an army of just the nicest nerds. 
Yeah, it's we've, awesome. We've been blown away. It's it's such a cool community and we're just so happy to be a part of it now. Yeah, it's great. And it gives me the opportunity to talk to interesting people and meet fellow Trojans and, you know, just hear how in a, in a just a terrible year, just a, just a, just an awful year overall, you know, people being able to, to step up on their own volition and say, we're going to start a nonprofit. And then from that, take that into building a tool that's, you know, just going to help so many people, so many developers specifically, just, I know Airtable would be great for my clients to use as an, you know, an interface to input data. And I know this other tool over here would be great for them to visualize data or for me to manipulate data if I need to. But I don't know how to connect them together well. And you guys seem to have solved it. We're excited. It's just the beginning. It's one step. And we're so excited to hear how we can keep building something that solves a problem for people. So we'd love to hear everyone give it a try and tell us what they built and tell us what we can do to help them build something better. So yeah, thank you. No problem. And to that end, once again, we will have the link in the description of the video and in the text around this video, if you're watching it on our website. Thank you both so much for being on. Um, if there's anything else you would like to plug, feel free to do so. No, that's that's it. It's, it'll be in the show notes, but our website is syncinc.so, syncinc.so. And as Eric said, reach out if you have any questions or need any support. Um, you'll get you know the, the best support possible from Eric and myself as uh, we help you build. Great. All right. I will let you two go. Thank you so much, audience, for listening. Thanks, Camille. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for watching. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to give it a like or hit us up on social at Built on Air. We always love to hear your comments and suggestions. And don't forget to subscribe to catch new episodes when they release. It helps us keep the podcast going.